We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking the 15 most valuable assets in Dynasty on Rotoviz Radio. This is Curtis Patrick. I am one of the owners here at Rotoviz. I'm without Dave Cabin tonight. He had a long day at the day job, um, but that's okay because we're going to focus on Dynasty on this wonderful Thursday night as I'm recording. Uh, Dave and Sean and I uh, all do our Superflex PPR and Titan Premium Dynasty rankings uh, over on the site. If you haven't checked those out um, this year, uh, we've given them a slightly different look. Um, for those of you playing catch up, we now don't just show the rankings of the players. You can actually kind of engineer trade values out of this as well, because as we build our rankings, we're assigning dr- future draft pick values to the players. Um, so this, this makes it even more interesting than just, you know, a list of players in order. Um, Blair Andrews also ranks for us, uh, doing, focusing, uh, mostly on the PPR and PPR and tight end premium rankings. I'm really kind of at this point specializing in our super flex, um, rankings and in, in particular, the ones engineered towards our Rotoviz triflex dynasty leagues over in FFBC. Anyway. Dave, Sean, and I have all done updates within the last two weeks, and they've actually been staggered. So Dave's last update was two weeks ago. Sean updated last week, and I've done some updating this week. And I thought it would be a good time to kind of just check in mid-season on who are the top 15 or so players uh, for Team Rotoviz in in Dynasty right now. If if we were going to do a mid-season startup with our composite rankings, you know, what would that look like? Um, it's an interesting exercise. Um, I really like to do this stuff across, uh, and apply it across all of my dynasty leagues around this time of the year, because it's a way to kind of reimagine the overall health of your team, uh, regardless of how you're doing in the standings, what's the health of your team? How many top assets do you have? If you have none of the assets, that I'm going to talk about in this episode tonight, regardless of your performance this year, you're going to want to have a little bit of an eye on the future. Can I, is there, is there a way to grab one of these players or grab maybe one of the players who's just missing 
but is on the, you know, on the come up um, as a young player that could break in to this, you know, top 15 kind of blue chip status um, early on next season. So yeah, let's, uh, let's dive in. Let's dive in. As you can imagine for Superflex, the top of this list is extremely top heavy. Uh, there's a little bit of disagreement in what the top tier, like how it's ordered. Uh, but there's a lot of agreement on who should be in that tier. Uh, when you mix Dave and Sean and I's rankings down into a composite, uh, the top five players off the board are all quarterbacks and it's actually not Patrick Mahomes at the top. Um, it's Kyler Murray at the top. That's uh, it's a, by a point one, uh, in the rankings, just with Sean, uh, signing just a tiny bit more value to Kyler Murray, uh, than Patrick Mahomes. Dave and I both have them, um, valued equally, but that point one, uh, that Sean gives tips the scales in Kyler Murray's favor. So, uh, the Rotoviz dynasty one Oh one today, it's Kyler Murray followed by Patrick Mahomes. Also in the tier are Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. And then there's a little bit of a tier break, but Justin Herbert also there in the top five, top five assets off the board, all being quarterbacks. And, you know, as you look down the list, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's different types of players. I mean, Kyler in particular, he really accrued a lot of his value with his legs in the first two seasons of his career, but he's, he's doing, you know, most of his, most of his mobility is providing value behind the line of scrimmage now instead of in front of it. Um, and so we're seeing him really develop as a passer. Dave and I talked about some of his advanced analytics as a passer uh, in an episode earlier this week, but with those four receivers, with uh, that true, air raid type attack that cliff Kingsbury spent the last couple of years trying to, to uh, install Kyler now feels like he has a slightly lower ceiling, but also feels like a much safer asset. And, and that's, that's part of the trade-off that you make. I mean, if he's going to take fewer hits, potentially rush for fewer touchdowns and fewer yards. Um, but uh, especially at his diminutive size, you know, more likely to stay healthy by taking fewer hits um, I think that's a trade that's worth making. Um, the offense right now with the team just being in such good shape and not really living and dying by the run, even at the running back position, you know, his touchdown upside from a week to week really is, is unrivaled uh, in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes could be a little bit of recency bias. Um, Sean's last adjustment um, was on the 21st. So it actually does not even account for the most recent uh, poor showing uh, by Patrick Mahomes. Now, I expect the team to get healthy against the New York Giants this week. And, you know, perhaps, um, you know, Mahomes and, and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey all have, uh, you know, I guess, get right weeks. And, you know, even the dynasty is a long game, you know, or a long, uh, it's a, it is a long game. This, this, the week to week performances can have an impact on a player's dynasty value, even, even a veteran. Um, and I think it's that little bit of recency. How are we looking in 2021 that, that puts Murray over Mahomes uh, for the team here, Josh Allen, similar story, doing a little bit less with his legs from a fantasy perspective than he did uh, the first couple of years in the league. And then Lamar Jackson uh, still very much a player with his legs has that nice weekly floor from a rushing perspective. It would be interesting to see, if that dynamic was still there, 
had J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards not been injured. You know, the Ravens have still had, a, you know, a very nice and effective uh, running game. Um, but it's a situation where, you know, the holes may be, you know, greater than the, the sum of the parts. I mean, of course, led by Lamar Jackson, but everything else has been patchwork. Um, if those other backs had been healthy, would we still be getting this production from Lamar on the ground? I don't know. Um, but I do know he's developed considerably as a passer. Uh, the chemistry with Hollywood Brown is there. Rashad Bateman recently coming back into the lineup. And of course, Mark Andrews uh, being, you know, one of the better receiving tight ends in the game. It, it Lamar is now in safe territory, you know, a year and a half ago, kind of looking at Lamar like Jalen hurts. Is he going to develop as a passer? Love the week to week fantasy production, but it, does he really have staying power? You know, now I think having, having beaten Mahomes and the chiefs uh, earlier this season, finally kind of getting over that hump um, and, and really developing as a thrower of the football um, is a much safer dynasty asset. And it feels okay to take him in the top five and, and not be worried uh, about a precipitous drop in value uh, over, you know, a one, a one year period. And then Herbert coming, coming up, you know, kind of behind here, uh, more out of this group, you know, very much more aligned with the Patrick Mahomes type of situation. Uh, very high percentage of his fantasy points, you know, coming through the air, not adding much uh, with the legs. And, you know, that does introduce some volatility, you know, unless you're producing like Tom Brady. Uh, every single season, you know, 5,000 yards or, you know, whatever he's been doing recently. Um, you know, you stack up a couple games where you only have 225 passing yards and a touchdown or two that, that sticks in people's craw from a fantasy perspective. Um, especially in Superflex, cause you can find that type of production much, much cheaper. Um, so in, in our rankings here, all five of those quarterbacks, should pull in more than three future firsts in terms of value. Um, and that is, that is where we see the tier break. So Murray and Mahomes and Allen all costing closer to four firsts than three future firsts. Um, Lamar Jackson, about three and a half future firsts. And then Justin Herbert, a future uh, three future firsts and the equivalent of like a future third. Um, none of these guys are going to be cheap. So, you know, Looking to next year and startups next year, you know, if you're one of these players that likes to accrue, you know, a couple really high end blue chippers um, in that draft, it's going to be pretty expensive. It's going to be really expensive. I think all of these guys, save maybe Mahomes, have actually increased their dynasty value this year. I think Mahomes coming into the season was probably viewed as almost untouchable, a four plus future first type player. I think what this season has shown is that that production continues to come uh, from more than just the the usual suspects. So really assigning that type of value to any single player, no matter how amazing they are playing, you should always be thinking about what would I take in exchange for this player. So the, those are the five guys that that return should return more than three random future firsts. We get into the next tier and we start to see the non quarterbacks show up in our composite ranking. So Jamar chase now the most valuable non quarterback in dynasty, the number six player overall, Dave and I both have him right at three future first 
Sean uh, has not updated since last week's 200 plus yard explosion. So I expect that he will make a slight tweak here, uh, but he's got him at, at, you know, a rating of 2.85, which is basically uh, two future first, two future seconds, a future third and a future fourth. <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, it's three future first. Uh, so he's kind of right there, just a, a hair below Justin Herbert, I think because of the positional value that makes a lot of sense. Justin Jefferson falls right behind. Um, yeah, so the former LSU teammates um, in really dominant position from a dynasty perspective. Now, some people w- may take issue with us putting these receivers over running backs. And this is where, you know, the format becomes really important. You know, when I'm ranking, I'm really ranking with a mandatory start three wide receiver format in mind, or more of like, you know, well, that that's kind of that Rotovis Triflex uh, dynasty format, right? Um, the way that we like to play dynasty. But then I think this type of ranking also would apply to the kind of wide open MFL private commission type league where uh, you really only have to start one player at each position and you can start many, many wide receivers. The only place where I think you know, these, these ratings might be overly aggressive would be in one of like the old school FFPC leagues where, you know, you're only starting, uh, where you're really only starting. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Nine positional players, and you only have to start two wide receivers I could see people taking issue with us rating Chase and Jefferson so highly. And and I think that's fair. I, I don't really want to quibble about that. I think all you really would end up doing is pushing them down below a couple of the backs that I'm going to talk about. Um, but they still deserve that very early consideration because of the age, because of their uh, existing presence as the alpha within those offenses. And I mean, they're both tied to quarterbacks that we don't expect to fall off anytime soon. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins definitely can continue to support uh 
high-end fantasy production for for Jefferson and probably at least one other player there in Minnesota. And the team remains to be good. So there's plenty of touchdowns, you know, out there for Jefferson to score. And Chase is just so darn good that he's basically made T. Higgins a dynasty afterthought, uh, despite an offseason where our entire team was very excited about T. Higgins. Um, that's just how good Chase is. I think there is still that it's not even a risk it's just a reality that at some point teams are going to make some adjustments to the jamar chase joe burrow connection and that is when higgins becomes more of a viable you know dynasty wide receiver high-end dynasty wide receiver three low-end dynasty wide receiver two um and still finds a way to to be a productive fantasy player and then you know that some of that shine from chase may wear off as, as you see a couple weeks here and there where Higgins outscores him, but we just haven't seen it yet this year after the two receivers, we, we find then it. So we're, we're, we're seven deep now, five quarterbacks, two wide receivers. We see Christian McCaffrey pop up, um, was in the team picture for one one overall because of the, you know, relative value to other players at his position, even over quarterbacks, you would see CMC in the running at the one one this off season. Um, and certainly he was kind of going, um, in that one or two to one or three range, but, uh, with the second consecutive season of considerable time missed questions about his age and, and what his workload might look like in the future. I think it's fair to bump him down here. I still think he will command something of an Alvin Kamara esque workload when he does come back. Um, and the type of player that he is scoring such a high percentage of his fantasy points as a receiver, I think that gives him more staying power. I'm less worried about 25 year old Christian McCaffrey, um, than, than 25 year old Nick Chubb, for example, after McCaffrey, we find another pair of quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, (laughs) Joe Burrow, man, sky is the limit for him. I, I expect by the time the season ends, he's up there in that top you know, right. Even with the other top five guys we talked about at the top of the pod here, it's going to be a top six, uh, maybe even a top seven. Um, Dak Prescott, I think is certainly deserving of that type of valuation, uh, in super flex formats. Sean, not quite as high on Dak. Uh, his rating is really the one that's actually holding him down. Dave and I have him at at three plus first valuation, Sean, just at uh, 2.2. So, you know, two future first and a future third for Dak. Uh, that might be something for us to dive into, you know, on a future uh, podcast with Sean, maybe even this off season. When I think about Dak Prescott, I'm thinking about, you know, CD lamb uh, being there, how exciting that is Dalton Schultz developing, giving him, you know, another outlet as a passer. And then, you know, regardless of what the team does with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, probably one of them stays. And even if one of them doesn't uh, they don't, I don't think they need a player on that level for Dak to continue to really post impressive fantasy scoring week to week. They've also got Tony Pollard operating out of the backfield as a pass catcher. And it's just really one of the most fun, exciting dynamic offenses out there. Uh, and Dak is, you know, obviously, you know, still very young, um, not even really into the middle portion of his career, his teammate CD lamb coming in at 11 for us, followed by Tyreek Hill. So, you know, we're f- through the first round. We've got, seven quarterbacks, one running back and four wide receivers. Uh, so CD lamb, of course, you know, 
different part of his career than Tyree kill, but both of them are tied to, you know, elite quarterback assets. And I think at this point are the unquestioned, you know, number one targets in their offense. Then the, there's the guys that just miss. So, you know, I said, we we're going to talk about the top 15 here. Exciting trio of players, but I think you'll still find each one of them to be slightly polarizing. So Kyle Pitts actually comes in at 13 overall. Again, this is tight end premium. If Pitts continues the trajectory that he's on, uh, from a production standpoint this season. I mean, I expect him to basically have a Travis Kelsey type evaluation in dynasty. There's always going to be those who are unwilling at a mandatory start one position to really push him all the way up. But with Kelsey kind of coming back down to earth, you know, somebody as young as Pitts, uh, who really is the target hog in the offense, there's a changing of the guard that's occurring. And Travis Kelsey's coming back to the pack just a little bit, um, even in redraft, but especially in dynasty, uh, you know, we can talk about that as we get into some position to position specifics in future episodes, uh, with, with Dave on as well, but Pitts, I mean, he's wearing the crown at 14 and 15, Jonathan Taylor and AJ Brown, you know, so uh, another pair of young, exciting players, you know, AJ, you worry a little bit about, you know, the pair of knee injuries, but, you know, the Titans continue to show that they're uh, a top-notch team, top-notch offense. And, you know, admittedly, I had a little bit of worry about, you know, even at his advanced age, is Julio maybe still at this point just a better player overall than A.J. Brown? And whether or not that's true, I'm not sure it matters. He's been less able to stay healthy than A.J. Brown this season. And uh, AJ has just had the more, you know, more overall impressive uh, fantasy performance uh, performances this season. So Jonathan Taylor, I think we're seeing elite efficiency that is inevitably going to lead to elite volume. He still has not seen it. I think it's a matter of time. I think it's just a matter of time before he's the dynasty running back one. Um, All it would take, I think for any of the three of us to move him above McCaffrey uh, would essentially be even more missed time for McCaffrey. So if you can't get value out of him this year and help your team win a title this year, that probably brings the two very even. Um, Or if he were to, even if he were to come back, if the team just really puts him on a pitch count and becomes apparent, they're not going to, you know, give him that, you know, 80 plus percent touch share that we're so accustomed to with CMC at that point, you might as well opt for the player that's, you know, multiple years younger has shown huge breakaway capability and is going to have, you know, elite touchdown scoring upside uh, for the next couple seasons. I think Taylor's kind of sort of turning into what we had hoped Saquon Barkley would be. So that's top 15. I'll run it down real quick. And then I'll talk just about a couple players who just missed uh, and other assets that should be in consideration here. And we'll have to get Dave's thoughts on some of this uh, in a future episode as well. So again, at the top, we got Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert in the top five. Then you get Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson at six, seven, Christian McCaffrey at eight, Joey Burrow, Dak Prescott, nine, 10, CD lamb, Tyree kill, round out the top 12 and then the guys that just miss the first round valuation there are Kyle Pitts, Jonathan Taylor and AJ Brown just on the other side of the top 15 players to talk about. This is where it gets, this is the the area where you'd start to get a real debate going between Dave, Sean and I, because you know, wide, 
I mean, wide gaps in player evaluation at some point, but that's also why these players are here. The players that are at the top are the ones that are more of a consensus. We're all agreeing due to age or elite production. That's where they belong. That beauty's in the eye of the beholder a little bit when we get into this range. So Dalvin Cook at 16, DJ Moore at 17, Stefan Diggs at 18. I'll just run down through the top 24 and you can let me know on Twitter what you think, which, which, uh, you know, which ones of these players maybe should have been a little bit higher. Cook 16, Moore 17, Diggs 18, Alvin Kamara 19, Trevor Lawrence at 20. Out of these players, Trevor Lawrence, the only one I've mentioned so far that I think has an opportunity to break into that top 15 or even top 12, uh, if he continues um, to, you know, look impressive the rest of the season. You know, I, th- I do think it's a little bit scary, you know, the regime in Jacksonville, but L- Lawrence has, for the most part, looked very comfortable um, in all phases of the game as a, you know, as a, a right away rookie starter this year. You know, I think you know, he does enough with his legs and he's, and he's certainly showing that um, without having a true elite wide receiver, he still can, you know, find every player uh, in that offense. I mean, the connection with Marvin Jones has been pretty outstanding and he's even getting value out of guys like Jamal Agnew in addition to LaVisca Chanel, et cetera. So Lawrence trajectory, you know, pointed up, but 20 here today, um, Deandre Swift at 21, Trey Lance at 22. That's obviously highly speculative, did not look great in his early season work, but we're not going to abandon a player just off a, you know, a couple bad, um, you know, initial performances. Um, you know, I, I think the, the potential there is sky high and he does have a good surrounding cast when healthy. Terry McLaurin, 23, Najee Harris, 24. So there you have it. That is the most valuable assets in Dynasty, Superflex Titan Premium Dynasty today from my view, Sean's view and Dave's view. There aren't really any big areas where I disagree with the other two guys. Um, I think anything in terms of just being noteworthy to share, I think I'm a little bit higher than at least at, at the time of his last ranking, a little bit higher on Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott than Sean um, in terms of like the value, not necessarily where they're ranked, but the, the trade value. I've got uh, both Burrow and Dak rated at more than three future first. Sean has them less than three future first. That's what kind of pushes them down below CMC. It'll be interesting to see how his next adjustment affects the values of those players. We could very well, next time we do a check-in here, very well see seven quarterbacks at the top of the board, um, which makes sense in Superflex, but also creates some interesting uh, startup team-building options uh, in in the 2022 offseason upcoming. So hope this was helpful. Hope as you diagnose your teams and look for some of these names, you find at least one of these players on each of your rosters, hopefully two or more. And if you're trying to land one of these, these guys and you want some advice, you can call, you know, leave a message for Dave and I on the pod. We'll get to your question, try to give some trade advice, or you can hit me up on Twitter at C Patrick NFL. We'll be back next week with another trio of episodes and Dave will be by my side. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.